you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. She does this so well with her uh, intro on that. I love it. I love it. For 14 years, I had to put up with saying that myself, and everyone got sick of all my bad singing that's just so awful. And uh, so now it just sounds so professional when she does it. Welcome to the show, we, uh, my friends, relatives, neighbors, all that good stuff. And welcome to our new audience. Uh, we've been doing this for 15 years, and somehow all you guys set out with New Year's resolutions to listen to the Chris Voss show, and the show's up 300% which is hard to do when you have millions of downloads. It's like, I never thought I'd see us do 300% in a month. But evidently you like us or somebody likes us. Thank you. Refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. If you're new, go to goodreads.com, forward Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, forward Chris Foss, Chris Foss, one on the TikTokity, and Chris Foss, Facebook.com. We have an amazing author on the show. He's the author of a two-book series out now. This is his second book that's coming out that's burning hot off the charts. It's called Dark Arena. A Frenchman novel, part of the Frenchman series, book two of two, comes out February 27th, 2024. Jack Beaumont is on the show with us today. He'll be talking to us about his latest book and all the cool stuff that went into it. Jack Beaumont, is a he joined the French Air Force in his late teens, trained as a fire pilot on the Mirage 2005, or Dash 5, single-seaters for air-to-air combat was deployed in various conflicts. After being injured in a flying accident, he subsequently flew clandestine missions for French Special Forces and Intelligence Services before joining the DGSE, where he has carried out clandestine operations in the field under false identities. He has since retired from the DGSE and is married with children. Welcome to the show, Jack. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Do I have the pronunciation of your last name correct? What, Beaumont? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Want to make sure we nailed that. Welcome to the show. Congratulations on the new book. Give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs. You can find me, especially on Instagram or with the Jack Beaumont underscore official. And other than that, I mean, the book is on Amazon, Goodreads, everywhere. There you go. So the book, The Frenchman, was a huge hit in the first book in the series and very popular. Tons of reviews on the old Amazon and Goodreads there. Tell us the 30,000 overview of the new book and what's inside. So the new book actually takes the same characters as the first book, but it's a different mission, different story. And mm-hmm. it's a very much actual because it's related to what happened with the, between Russia and Ukraine mm-hmm. and all the gas gas battle on the on the Med Sea at the moment, which mm-hmm. leads back to the situation between Russia and Ukraine. There you go. And tell us who the lead character is and how you developed him. Well, actually, I wrote the first one because I had the PTSD after my several years as, as an operative in the French Secret Service. So DGSC is the equivalent of the CIA. Mm-hmm. And I had five different IDs on which I was turning all the time, and and I and I had to do some very very silly stuff of a day or overnight, mm. and then I had to come back home and be a father and a husband, yeah. Which is the which is the hard part, which is not like James and Jason Bourne or James Bond. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. So I wanted to write about this and to get rid of my PTSD. So I started to write the book thinking that it was not going to be published and that no one would really care about it. And so basically the main character is, is based on my real life. Wow. And so the main character is called Alec and is married with two kids. Uh, and mm -hmm. what I really wanted to express in the book is those feelings of being in clandestine operations under false identities, waking up a guy with a gun on his forehead, and then you come back home and, and, and you have to be a father and a husband and go and buy the milk. <laughs> Take out the garbage. That's yeah. sort of the, <laughs> like, it's quite, it's probably quite the head spin. I mean, especially having five identities. That's why. Yeah. 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 I have five yeah. identities, but they're mostly personalities. <laughs> One says kill, kill, kill all the time. Judge says I can't use that anymore. But uh, yeah, minor personalities instead of identities. So they're still working through it, though. The psychiatrists will figure it out. So give us a little bit of background more on you. You know, how did you grow up? How did you get into the spy craft? Well, I think actually I saw the other day a TV show about John Le Carre, you know, John Le Carre, the, mm -hmm. the famous spy author. And, mm -hmm. and he was saying in the interview that he thinks he became a spy when he was a kid. I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's roughly the same for me. So I, I grew up in a very old traditional French family. So my, my great grandfather was one of the main general of Napoleon and, and my grandfather was one of the, only few French, free French forces who made a D-Day in Normandy with the American forces. Oh, wow. And who was the first Frenchman to enter the Eagle Nest in Berchtesgaden in the house of Hitler. Oh, wow. So I was raised in this very traditional old family with this lineage, you know, coming from my ancestors. Mm -hmm. uh, and my parents were fighting, heavily fighting. Their couple was not very uh, successful. So they were heavily fighting and mom tried to, to suicide a few times, this kind of stuff. So the childhood was a bit traumatic. Oh, wow. uh, and so I guess to save myself and preserve myself, I quickly had to go in intelligence and anticipate their moves before, <laughs> before it did happen. So it was the only way I could survive. And then I registered myself in a boarding school when I was 15 uh, without telling them because it was the only way I could escape home. And then after the boarding school, I joined the military at 18 after doing some mathematics and physics engineering uh, and, and became one of the youngest fighter pilots in the French Air Force, flying single-seaters for dogfight. Mm -hmm. And then I, I did this for a few years, nine, nine, ten years. Then I had a flying accident. I injured my back. Mm -hmm. I couldn't eject, so I crashed with the plane. It was in a, in a training, so... The crash was a bit intense, and it took the fireman a bit more than two hours to take me out of the Holy of the crap. Wow. Yeah, I was very lucky. So I had all the left side broken. I was knocked out and everything. And, and then I was retrained as a military pilot for special forces mm -hmm. slash intelligence, but I didn't know it yet. So I was sent in the Balkans, and I did the, the hunt of the Serbian war criminals for two ah, years. There you go. And it was, yeah, it was good fun, flying lower than the trees by night with nitrogen <laughs> goggles, landing on roads, on fields, this kind of stuff. Wow. And then actually the, the guys I was carrying in the back, some of them were DGSEs or French CIA mm -hmm. and, and became mates. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I had a survival training in high altitude mountain to go and do the same for Ben Laden in Afghanistan at oh, that wow. time. And one of my discs popped out again in the spine. So I had a second surgery in the back. 
mm-hmm. and I've lost my medical ability to fly in the military. And I oh, didn't no. want to go and no offense to commercial pilots. I didn't want to go and fly a, a bus mm-hmm. after being a fighter pilot and special forces. And, and one of my mates from DGSE said, why don't you try to join us? And so I did the test. I was selected, joined and internally selected to be on the field as an operative. But I guess that the mindset you need to do this kind of job came came clearly from my... There you go. There you go. Well, it's it's interesting how the arc of our childhood shapes the arc of our life. There you go. So it sounds like you did some James Bondish sort of stuff where you were working different identities and, and being into script and probably, I guess, like the CIA does the develop different other spies and targets or, or counter spies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, in the French Secret Service, you replace the Aston Martin of James Bond by a Peugeot. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but except, except from that, no, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's very much so you have different identities. The, the idea is to, of course, uh, do some human intelligence and recruit mm-hmm. some human, some person of interest and, and grab what they have in their mind. The way you do it, the manipulation. So you have to manipulate people, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way you manipulate is through what we call the mice. So M-I-C-E. So they are the four leverages to manipulate someone. M is for money. I is for ideology, C is for coercion, and E is for ego. Each time you do the environment of someone and and being like a ghost around this person, entering this person's house, his life, his wife, kids, everything, Mm -hmm. then you will detect the mice. From that moment on, with a false ID, you will enter this person's life and get close to this person and start to manipulate this person and take this person closer to the edge of the cliff until until he starts or she starts to give some intelligence, which proves that the mice works. Uh, mm-hmm. If the mice doesn't work, you change. Or if there is no mice, because sometimes you have great people, mm-hmm. uh, very honest and faithful and not interested by money. Yeah. It does happen. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, that's good. But then you have to create the mice. So you have to destabilize their lives. Mm-hmm. so that you have a leverage and then you will grab the intelligence so that's for the human intelligence and of course only on bad bad usually bad people so a lot of counterterrorism or this kind mm-hmm. of stuff and and sometimes you have to do pure operational intelligence which is grabbing the intelligence very quickly without having the time to recruit someone a human mm-hmm. source so you have to enter someone's house offices a hotel room grab the encrypted hard drive grab the you know the computer and then at the end of the chain you have the direct threat and everything or, mm-hmm. or potentially you know exploding a car or this kind of stuff and so to do so in other countries you need false identities mm-hmm. and of course you must never be linked to France or to to the DGSE so if uh-huh. something bad if something bad happens you by yourself you're on your own Wow, and the way you enter the country sometimes, especially nowadays with biometric systems, the way you enter the country can be very James Bondy by jumping out of an aircraft or this kind of stuff. Wow, that sounds uh, sounds very James Bondy and very uh, Mission Impossible. So, if you're if you're well, caught in this mission, we'll deny any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, the the level of risk, I guess, is not the same. But it's it's um, mm-hmm. the issue, I guess, with that is that you see the worst of the human nature, wow. because by definition, the people you have to approach and recruit are especially a bit evil sometimes. Mm. And you can't fight the evil by being an angel. So you have to develop your own dark side. 
as oh. much as you can to be able to be on the same level as those people you have to recruit. And that's that's where bad things happen is that you end up losing yourself. Oh. And and that's why you need generally to be married actually when you mm -hmm. are recruited so that something is hooking you back and grounding you back to your real oh. life. Wow. But it's very hard, and usually a divorce is the is the rule, and unfortunately a suicide is also the uh, quite yeah. a high percentage in the company. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But you guys stand in the precipice between us and the and the darkest parts of the world. You know, sometimes we don't even hear about how you guys stand in between things and change the course of history. You know, they they did a test on me to see if that mice worked and money and all that stuff. None of it worked. You know what worked? They call it the T. Tacos. No. Tacos. <laughs> I can be bribed with tacos to do anything. Yeah. So I have to okay. be very careful. Right. There you go. There's a lot of Mexican spies that infiltrate me. So there's that. Yeah. So, so this all translates into how you've written the books, shaped them, the characterization of the people in them. And of course, probably, you know, different plot lines. You know, you know how the guns work. You know how all the different aspects of the, the spycraft trade works. What, what, tell us more about some of the players that are in the new novel. Players, you mean in the character, character side Characters, of the book? Characters, the good, the, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? The uh, It's very funny that you say that. The title I wanted, the, the working title I had for Dark Arena was The Good, The Bad, and Zelensky. <laughs> there you go. The Zelensky. There you go. Uh, so is Putin yeah. and Zelensky characters in this book then? Yeah. Given the current the yeah, war and yeah, stuff yeah, that's going on. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Putin, Zelensky, Kolomoisky, which is a well-known Ukrainian oligarch mm -hmm. uh, who sponsored the campaign of, of Zelensky mm -hmm. for him to become a president. And it's, I mean, the thing is... Um, uh, what I try to do is to base my books on uh, based on real experiences and real missions. Of mm -hmm. course, uh, the idea is not to reveal high state secrets and, and put myself in any trouble or put my mates who are still on the field in any trouble. Mm -hmm. So that's absolutely not the case. And clearly, that's why it's a novel and it's not an autobiography in, in, in any sort, in any kind. But basically, what I do is I mix a few experiences in different missions. Basically, the, 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 the Frenchman is based on, let's say, three four real experiences missions mm -hmm. and i did i did personally i did a bit more than 100 uh, wow. mission, different missions you got a lot of books in you well except <laughs> that you know the methodology the methodology we use is is kind of always the same mm -hmm. so i don't want it to be you know boring for for the readers so i guess i've got a few books more but i clearly can't write 100 otherwise it's going to be the same kind of you know um, spycraft and everything so the first one is more about bacteriological weapons mm -hmm. uh, in pakistan and the relationship of course with the neighbors neighbor countries and with the main terrorist plot to to uh, to uh, poison some some water water supplies of a massive city Oh wow! And uh, which was a real threat, actually. And uh, in the second book, yeah, it's more about the gas battle with Nord Stream One, Nord Stream Two, East Med gas pipeline, Turkey Stream. So who is feeding mm -hmm. Europe in gas, and why all those guys are fighting? Libya, Syria, Israel, Lebanon, Gaza Strip, Cyprus, Greece, Ukraine, Russia, you name it, and 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 Europe, and uh, of course, US are very involved to export their liquefied gas. So it's all this you know, a geopolitical situation in which you have the spy plot. 
And then what I try to do is to put the real techniques because you were talking about the gun. Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, you hope, <laughs> you really hope that you won't have to use a gun if you do well your job. Oh. Normally, you are meant to be someone else. If you take a gun out, it means you are a spy. Yeah, would be a giveaway, uh, wouldn't it? So we communicate, like for example, in clandestine clandestine communication, we communicate with little stickers that mm -hmm. we stick in different places, which they mean different things. All all those spycraft, how you check if you're followed, how you drop the tail, all all this all this kind of stuff, and of course a bit of action because there is a bit of action in the in the real job. Yeah. Definitely. And you've seen it. How do you, how does your portrayal of espionage differ from the common, you know, this Hollywood narrative that we have over here for spy stories? Well, the, the real espionage is, first of all, as I was saying, I mean, 90% of us are married with kids because that's a sign of mental stability. Mm -hmm. So basically you are recruited thanks to the fact or because you're married Mm -hmm. When actually what the company is going to ask you or the job was is going to ask you to do is going to clearly push you away from that equilibrium. Mm -hmm. And in your yin and yang, you're going to develop the dark side clearly more than the, light, the, the white side. Yeah. And you're going to become all dark. And usually the cost is the marriage. So that's, that's the main difference. And the second difference is that it's a very slow job, very dark very very dark mm. um, uh, you have to befriend some some people who are really evil mm -hmm. in in the first book there is the bad guy and i really really met him met him and to give you an idea i was trying to create the empathy you know with him i mean you know the drill and with your background and i was trying to create the empathy and 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 uh and I said, ah, oh, you have kids, you know, and you're married and everything. And he looked at me and he went like, ah, oh, with what I intend to do of the world, I prefer not to, not to have kids. Wow. And he was the top boss of the, new, of the bacteriological weapon of his, countries, of his oh, country. Wow. Yeah, he just wanted to, you know, destroy the whole world, basically. Oh, watch the world burn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so you have to face this kind of people. There is a lot of weight, observation, weight, following people, observing, mm -hmm. putting some mics, putting cameras, following the wife, following the kids, following the mistress, following uh, <laughs> uh, and everything, you know. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, it's a much, much slower and you have to plan ahead everything. It's not like, you know, in James Bond, or you just decide at the last moment, oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to work. Yeah, it suddenly works. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you need to plan all the what if, you know, what if yeah. this happened? What if this happened? What if this happened? You have to be ready for any kind of situation. Mm -hmm. You have to be prepared. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood has to create a movie and cram it into two hours. And sometimes you see stuff that like sometimes the James Bond thing, it's a little too fantastical. Like you're like, yeah. you serious? Like, serious? Well, I sold the uh, I sold the the rights of the the Frenchman, the first one, to mm -hmm. the sons of John Le Carre, Actually, mm -hmm. they are the one who made the Night Manager, and and Little Drummer Girl. Mm -hmm. um, so and the scriptwriter adapting the book is Nick Pizzolatto, the guy who the one who created and and wrote uh, True Detective with Matthew McConaughey oh, wow. and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. yeah. It was a good series. So, yeah, and he's a he's an amazing guy. He's really great. Yeah. So he really gets it. Mm -hmm. He really gets the the spirit of that job. So if he, if he makes something like True Detective for espionage, it would be amazing. Do you do you have any stars that Hollywood stars or French stars that you think would be good playing your characters? 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's very hard, and especially you know you had the the strike for 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 what eight to ten months in Hollywood, so everything was on hold, and 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 so now the producers are re-approaching some 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 actors, so we'll see we'll see what happens. But you need to line up so many planets. I mean, yeah. The the I guess Gerard Depardieu is probably out for being in the character. <laughs> one too many or something probably maybe one too many maybe one too many i mean he was a great actor when he was younger yeah. but yeah. i think the booze kind of hit him hard but he seems like a great guy who's that who's that guy there's that one french actor who is in ronin that i really love ah, jean reno jean yeah, i love that yeah. guy that guy's yeah, so yeah, he's good and he was in that other movie with the young girl who was end up in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, Leon, the professional. Oh, dude, he was yeah, so good yeah. in that movie. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I don't know if he's maybe too old for the role, but maybe. Yeah, too old now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you have to find somebody, some young now. Frenchman or someone who could play it. You know, maybe Johnny Depp, you know, he he, he played, he, he kind of be Frenchman with yeah, that little speaks French. With that, yeah, well, uh, look, I don't have any. I don't have any. We don't. We don't have a baguette and a mustache each time you, you see a French person. <laughs> what is that true? I don't yeah. know. Fact. So there you go. Let's see. What other questions I have for you? What are your favorite spy novels, authors, or books, and how they maybe influence your writing? So I guess it's uh, yeah clearly John Le Carre. I mean John Le Carre for me is, mm -hmm. is like you know the spy who come from the cold Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Mm -hmm. That's that's real espionage and that that's very deep. Then you have a uh, Frederick Forsyth, you know the Day of the Jackal. Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of this kind of books are really good and I really loved I Am Pilgrim from I think it's Terry Hayes. Um, uh, I am Pilgrim is is really really good. It's quite not a recent one, and and I I, I read some Jack Cars as well, of course. But yeah, I don't know if Gary Oldman is French, but he could probably pull off French. He was he's a hell of an actor. Yeah yeah yeah, he's 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 fantastic. But he's in a in a Slow Horses, the TV series yeah. Slow Horses. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he might be too old as well. Yeah. We gotta get. We gotta find some young French guys for this movie because I'd love to see it. I think it'd be great, and I love realism in movies. And to yeah. me, I think it makes them better. Like you know, you can always tell when they're using like a montage or some sort of thing. They're stalling for time. You're like, you didn't have a script for this part, did you? you know? <laughs> but I, I like movies like like Ronan's like one of my yeah favorite yeah Ronan movies. is really good. Yeah, it's Ronan such a really great good. movie, and you you know you 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 don't see anything coming. You're it's really hard to tell. That's this is one of my. I could watch Ronan. I think I probably watch it like a hundred freaking times. Like I just <laughs> love that movie, and and then of course it's 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 all over the place in different places in Europe, which gives it that yeah. real spy feel. To me, yeah. it doesn't feel. Maybe maybe I'm just James Bond spoiled, but it just doesn't feel very spy in America, like Europe. And stuff that that feels very spy. It feels very you know where I grew up with the with the Cold War and yeah know, the spycraft that went on with all that stuff. Anything more you want to tease out about the book? What's inside of it for readers? Well, I think it's I mean it's uh, it's a real you know dive into the 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 real world of espionage as you just said. It's mm -hmm. it's and of course you have I mean it's an enjoyable moment and you can just read it as a spy novel. You know, mm -hmm. and it's still entertaining. But if you want to uh, to dive into it, all the methodologies are real. Uh, mm -hmm. The story itself is very real, and all the geopolitical plot is highly accurate. So if you want to uh, to to dig on the net on everything I'm saying, you will mm -hmm. realize that you will find uh, some truth behind it, and it's 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 a bit scary. Actually. There you go. There you go. That'll yeah. keep you up at night. Have you? Are you started work on the third book in the series yet, or what's your plan? Yes, sir. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'm writing it. It's, it's, it's uh, the the topic of the third book is basically a cyber attack uh -huh. uh, from from China. There you go. So I hope that the computer of the screen it won't shut down now because of <laughs> what I just said. But I had I had some I also had some issues when I wrote Dark Arena, the second one. I started writing it like maybe three years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was about, you know, so this gas battle on, on the Med Sea and then the situation Russia, Ukraine, and then my ending was Putin invading Ukraine. And and then it did happen. Uh, and, wow. so the and so the publisher calls me and says, well, you have to change, <laughs> you have to change the ending. So you, have to write, you have to write a new ending. Okay, so I wrote a new ending, which was almost one year ago. Uh -huh. And I don't want to spoil, it's not like the yeah. ending ending of the book, but globally, generally speaking, the new ending I wrote is a planned attack on Israel set up by Russian services using the Hamas and Hezbollah as the front. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then the book was printed and, and it did happen. So wow. I might I might end up with a bullet in my back at some point, but uh, <laughs> so I, I I'll try not to do the same for book three. I'm gonna be like in the Simpsons, you know, everything I write. Really, yeah, everything you write really, comes uh, true. Yeah, it comes true. That's scary. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna read your books just to find out how it all turns out because I'm I'm always wondering about all the stuff that's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Jack, it's been wonderful to be on the show. Uh, give us your Thank dot you com well. so people can find you on the interwebs. Yes, it's Jack Beaumont official for for Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on X as well. And then for Dark Arena and the Frenchman, you can order them on Amazon.com or Goodreads.com. Looking for Dark Arena or the Frenchman written by Jack Beaumont. There you go. Thank you very much, Jack, for coming on the show. Please come back for the next one. Thanks for having me. Thanks a Thank lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to our audience for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, Chris Foss, one on the TikTokity, and Chris Foss, Facebook.com. Be good to each other, stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.